This is a HeadGum Podcast. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Picture this. The year is 2018. You're a small town Maryland cop. You want to be Baltimore, but you're suburbs. But sometimes you go into Baltimore just to raise a little hell. Because that's help, what you can help, do. Officer, <coughs> officer that, <coughs> that man stole my crab cakes. Sorry, I'm not, not, uh, I'm not a cop around here. <laughs> I'm in the suburbs. I can't be hanging out here in, in Baltimore. They're, they're my crab cakes. They're all I have. I'm sorry, ma'am. I can't. I'll get in trouble if I try to go get your crab cakes. You understand? You got to go talk to McNulty or, or, or Bunk. Hey, man, you from this Boston? Is- Huh? <laughs> you, you from yeah. around here? I it's all the same, in it? <laughs> in it? In it? <laughs> Wait a second. It's all the same, in it? Are you an actor studying for a role on The Wire, a show that ended many years ago? <laughs> I am in constant contact with David Simon, uh, praying that he'll bring it back. He's always doing Baltimore stuff. He had the other one with uh, the guy that played The Punisher. We own this city. Yeah, yeah, of course, the corner, homicide, life on the street. It's not important right now. My crab cakes are gone. I'm ruined. <laughs> Why you didn't eat your scuba tangs in the doula dang? <laughs> now that's a Baltimore cop. <laughs> Why you, you, hey, I, I want, how many crab cakes was it? Was it two? Two. It's two. Yeah. <laughs> It was two crab cakes, was it? <laughs> oh, my gosh. This guy's all over the place. Anyway, so you get home, and all you want, you finally got the day off, and you turn on television, and the draft is happening. And it's the beginning of the second round. And the Baltimore Ravens are on the clock. Where? And with the 32nd pick. In the 2018 NFL Draft, the Baltimore Ravens select Lamar Jackson, quarterback, <laughs> University of Louisville. <laughs> Your day is ruined. Your day is ruined. You hate this guy. All he does is run the ball. He doesn't play the game the right way. He's a fucking running back. <laughs> you call your buddy on the phone. I can't believe this. I'm pissed. Oh, tell me about it, bro. The guy, he's a fucking running back. He's not going to be able to. We got no one to throw to. Let's stick with Flacco. We want a fucking championship with fucking Flacco. What, are we going to kick him to the curb? We are really upset that Joe Flacco is no longer the quarterback. And you just picked this Florida thug. I'm telling you right now, if we kick Flacco to the curb, Five years from now, he's going to be fucking crushing it. We're going to be killing ourselves, <laughs> hating ourselves, letting him go. With disrespect. And though that may be true, for some very <laughs> odd reason, this is not the great attitude to have. And as year after year after year goes by, the Ravens maintain a pretty solid season every year. 
One year even make did they make it to the NFC championship one year? Or AFC championship? Nah. Or they lost in the semis. I mean, you're Division. telling us what to picture, so you can picture whatever. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, he's been good this whole time. <laughs> but you have hung on to that he's a running back thing. <laughs> you really have hung on to it. Spending Christmas alone this year. <laughs> Didn't get Dad, an I can't bring I can't bring Carol and the kids around you anymore. Why you just keep saying because I know what you mean when you say running back. I know what you <laughs> want to say, and you tried saying naysayer too, and I saw right through, <laughs> I saw right through that. You tell that man I will not be bringing my kids to his house. I don't care if he is their grandfather. Okay, Carol, I, I'm handling this. Okay, yeah, you better handle it. You better goddamn handle it. Dead. I, I know what he means. Who wears the pants in that household, son? <laughs> Carol! You! Carol does. I'm not ashamed to admit it. I still have people in my life. You, you can wear all the pants you want alone, Dad. You married Carol Burnett? <laughs> I thought you and could yeah. still have kids. <laughs> <laughs> well, now look at you. Egg on your face because that MVP already MVP winning quarterback is hopefully about to win another one. And what position does he play now? Well, he's got to say it. He's going to say it. Dad, say it and I'll come back. Come on, say it to me. Quarter. <laughs> quarter. Is he trying to say water? He needs Qu- quarter. Quarter. Say it to me. To me. Quarter. <laughs> say the oomph and the doogla dang. <laughs> Running back. No. Hey, you are shot on duty. Because it's <laughs> because it's Lamar Jackson Appreciation Day. <laughs> Everyone, make sure to go out and shoot an on-duty cop in appreciation of That's how we celebrate. Uh, yeah, he sewed it up. That kind of came out of nowhere in the last couple weeks. I mean, not out of nowhere, but like he really sewed it up over like a two-week span. Like he was hanging, or he was like it was like in the Kentucky Derby when there's that horse in like fourth or fifth place for like the whole run, and at the end it's just like zoom. Like, you know, bye. it's pretty it's pretty wild uh, because on my fantasy team for our league, I'm probably going to have the guys who finish first and second in MVP voting. And at no point this year did I feel like I had the two MVPs of the league on my team. <laughs> well, who else did you have besides? I have uh, I had Lamar Jackson and I have Brock Purdy. Oh, well, there's your. <laughs> they both play the same. They position. both. They both play the same position. At no point did they ever really score like MVPs on a regular basis. Brock Purdy would throw for four touchdowns and somehow have twelve points. That's the thing is like in fantasy, you want that Blake Bortles guy. You want that guy who's chucking it. You know, you don't want the yeah. guy who's like even hurts last year while still being good was like sitting in the fourth quarter every week because they're blowing teams out. That's right. the guy who wins the MVP. He doesn't put up the gaudy. I bet in that year Jameis Winston threw 30 picks, I bet he had a pretty decent fantasy season because the way the scoring is set up, it doesn't punish you that much. He had, yeah, he had 30 touchdowns, 30 picks, and led the league in passing yards that year. He had year. like 5,000 passing yards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, last year, I had Mahomes on a couple of teams during his MVP season, and I definitely felt like I had the MVP yeah, of the well, league. That, it's not always true like that. In your Peyton Manning, Breeze, Mahomes years, that yeah, they're still putting up numbers. And Lamar's first MVP season, he won a lot of people fantasy chips, I bet. Oh, Speaking yeah. of which, boys. Oh, yeah. Speaking yeah, what are we, of which. What are we doing here? We very ring the bell. Ring the bell. Ring the bell, Kevin. Light the beam. If you look over Eagle Rock, California, you can see a big beam projecting the words (laughs) "comedian destroys Eckler," and helicopters crashing into the mountains. (laughs) Yeah, that's on me. That's on me. Uh, Our very own, our very own foosballian Greg Gallant has won the inaugural foosballs. Football League, the FFL. Giving and credit that, to all of us. Yes. To, to you guys here, to the fans, we all did it. Uh, not by a wide margin. If you'll recall, I beat Hassan by less than half a point in the semis. I beat Hayes by just over a point in the finals. Thanks to two people, really. Uh, one of whom, Harrison Butker. Do you have five field goals or six field goals, Ryan? Six. Six field goals. And that's why you have kickers in fantasy, baby. I, I know we, we talked about this at the beginning of the year, and I'm pretty sure I said I like kickers in fantasy, but if someone goes and pulls that clip and I was like, get him out of here, it would be pretty <laughs> funny because it, he was my second highest scorer within a point of my highest score, which was Brandon Ayuk, who saved my butt in week in the you 70s. Could say yes. Save my ass, man. <laughs> Ayuk saved my ass. The, the you can player say my, <laughs> He saved my poop shoot. He saved my fudge factory. He saved it all. Diarrhea man. squirter? <laughs> yeah, he saved most often the diarrhea squirter, yeah. And now I'll have that diarrhea in peace thanks to Brandon Ayuk. <laughs> the player my dog told me to draft. I think next year I might try to have the dog make all my picks for me <laughs> because it worked out. Uh and, and as if the week couldn't get any better for me, the Michigan Wolverines. My gosh. In in defiance of our parlay and in defiance of a pretty big emotional hedge that I put on Alabama <laughs> so that if my team loses, I get a financial reward. <laughs> and if they win, I don't miss the money. Uh, pulled it out in a kind of wild game, a kind of great day for for as much as the semifinals of the college football playoff have been maligned fairly for years, the last two years have fucking delivered. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, you do you do that same thing I do with the Clippers. That's how I bet on the Clippers. Uh, I'll, if 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 they're if they're playing, I will bet on the other team just so if they win, we get the dub, and I don't miss the money. Yeah. But I never do. I always do money line. I can't do the spread because they have fucked me up against that spread well, so many times. Unless. <laughs> Unless your team is favored, because then I took Bama plus two. So what I really wanted in overtime was Bama to score the touchdown and then miss the extra point, and then yeah. Michigan could win, and I could win the bet. <laughs> but whatever. I actually I don't do it all the time, but the reason I had the money in my account was because I bet against the Braves, against the Phillies in the playoffs, and so I had had that money just sitting there for three months. But, uh, Such a uh, I know. Well, I hadn't, there hadn't been a big game in that time. Um, but... Yeah, uh, and then Michael Penix Jr. put on a fucking show last night. They almost blew it with some bad clock management and wow. bad injury luck. I yeah, mean, that luck was bad. Imagine that. Um, like, 
I'm watching that game, especially the fourth quarter. Lamar is having chili night. Uh, Lamar Jackson, he likes to celebrate uh, with chili night. It's called running back chili night. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It was Lamar Woods. And uh, and uh, we Lamar's having chili night. And, and, and I'm over there watching this game. I'm the only person who's watching this damn game. And everybody else is, is not invested in Chatting. me. And this shit, yeah. And this shit is getting so. And Ann Maddox is asking me questions. I'm like, Ann. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, do you, does anybody ever make a suplex tackle? I go, Ann, I don't. Ann. Uh, this is. Not, my, then they can't. I, but they yeah. have, but they can't. Yeah. This is my wife every time I watch like a stressful Clippers game. And she's like, I think if you pick up a player and dunk him through the hoop, it should be four points. And I was like, you've made that joke a hundred times. <laughs> You're <laughs> you a comedy writer. It. You've tweeted it at least three. <laughs> But yeah, uh, we was watching a game. It was so crazy that with 38 seconds left on the clock and no timeouts, that Texas team still could have won that game. Wow. That's the thing that happens to me in Madden, though, when you're trying to milk the clock and your player gets injured and it costs you a timeout and stops. It's the most frustrating thing in the world. And then I have to remember that in real life, it's also like a real human being that got injured. But I feel like if I were the coach, I'd still be like, fucking limp off, dude. Yeah, limp off. Limp off. I promise you that's what the coach is thinking, not about the well-being of the player. No, no. He looked like he was really hurt, too. Like he's your ass into the transfer portal, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Is he going to play in the natty? Because he looked like he was hurt pretty bad. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about it, uh, but yeah, it doesn't look good. Uh, yeah, I just caught the last minute of that game. I'm uh, driving back to Los Angeles right now, and um, yeah, got in just in time. Literally turned on the TV as that injury happened. Oh um, man! And then I, my eyes rolled back into my head, and I levitated for a few minutes because uh, I believe <laughs> I caused it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, Michigan. Uh, pass rushed the shit out of Alabama. It was kind of crazy. Michigan, it was weird. Did either of you get to watch that game? I, I, I couldn't watch that one. We went to a I, – I watched a little bit on my phone. I went I, – I, I had uh, – I was forced to go to a New Year's Day brunch. Sure. Which was good. I needed to get out of the house and not stay in the, in the bed all day. Yeah. Who, who forced you? Uh, friends. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, can we um, get brunch? Can we get brunch, 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 brunch? I go, all right, fine. I am kind of hungry. New Year's brunch is a great way to, to just kill resolutions in their crib. That's <laughs> where resolutions <laughs> go to die immediately. Yeah, because uh, you drink, you say, I'm not going to drink, uh, and then you drink a mimosa. Yeah. Like, all right. Well, I didn't, I did not drink at this brunch. Wow. I had, I had a glass of tequila last night, but I did not drink at this brunch. I always feel like shit when I drink at a brunch. I can't do it. I get. Yeah. I don't like brunch in general. I get antsy. Really? It's like yeah. brunches. Oh yeah, brunches last for like four hours. By the end, of it, it's like, all right, can we just can we go? Yeah. <laughs> Sitting here talking forever. I guess because I'm not drinking. Brunch oh, to yeah. me is bad if the food is bad. If the food is bad at a brunch, the brunch sucks. If you don't have, if you get to a brunch, okay, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say who it is, but because uh, I I love I love their their uh i love that i was invited to their wedding and i love that uh but it's an uh, interracial couple i was there as a as a uh guest of the groom and uh, we w- there was a brunch the next day at the at the bride's house with her family and 
I'm excited. I'm the ooh, pancakes, bacon, sausage, eggs, yeah. grits, hash browns, toast. And it was like quiche. Oh, <laughs> and, no. and I have talked mad shit about quiche. I don't never want a quiche, especially a mini ass quiche. Like I just want some like after we partied all night at that at that damn reception the night before, and I woke up sort of hungover. I want some you goddamn want greasy. Yeah. I want some greasy yeah. shit. Like yeah. I want to eat 12 strips of bacon. And I, I want to I love mini quiches, uh, especially like the frozen, <laughs> the frozen ones. And they were actually like my favorite like football snack when I was a kid uh, watching Chiefs Whoa. games, just like eat uh, frozen quiches. And one time my, I remember I was with my mom in the car with a friend and middle school and she goes, oh, I got to go by the grocery store any, uh, later. Do you want me to pick anything up? And I was like, uh, yeah, get some mini queefs. <laughs> <laughs> And I, my friend and I, we looked at each other. <laughs> She's like, what? Uh, quiches, mini quiches. And uh, there was no recognition there. So I guess my mom doesn't know what a queef is. Well, <laughs> at least she, she knows now. I mean, she, she knows what it is. <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't know the word for it. Uh, wow. Um, well, mom, you if you are the... listening to this, never bring this up to me. <laughs> <laughs> you missed a good game. It was a really bizarre one where... Um, Michigan, had they lost, it would have been the first time I was like, they lost that game by being fully dominated on special teams because they missed an extra point on a botch snap. They missed a long field goal. Alabama hit a long field goal. Alabama's punter was crushing balls all game. Michigan missed, muffed a punt early on that gave Alabama their first touchdown. So it was like, Huge swing in the in the field position game constantly. But then Alabama had a few botched snaps on offense in the second half that killed a drive. They had two in a row that killed a drive when they were cruising in the third. And then if you look at the last play, have you seen the last play that they're getting clowned for on fourth no. and goal from the four? It's like yes. a quarterback. The, the quarterback draw. Quarterback draw by Milrow. Dak he Prescott sort of creamed him. In, yeah, he, almost a butt fumble looking play, really. Yeah. And but I will say, him using his feet was one of the best things they had going for him, because <laughs> at one point they had six dropbacks and had been sacked four times. That's how yeah. crazy Michigan's pass rush was. Now let me yeah, tell you yep. this. I'll say this in front of our probably predominantly white audience, and y'all know. I can't stand when they tell Lamar Jackson that he's a running back. But Milrow, if you don't get your ass, on, <laughs> if you don't go wide in trips out there, like, yeah. you will not I mean, be playing quarterback in my NFL, sir. <laughs> hey, you know, I love Denard Robinson to death. Shoelace, man, he was awesome as Michigan's QB. And then he was a pretty good running back for a year with the Jags. You know, there's no shame in it. Uh but, yeah, Milrow. But if you look at that last play, there was someone making a case online that it was an RPO and they had their running back out in the flat for yeah. a swing pass that looked really well set up. But, again, the snap was low. And by yeah, the, the center was Milrow, having a ton of problems, right? By the time Milrow feels that the outside linebacker is in that passing lane and he just has no choice but to run it up. So I think that's why Saban was so understandably pissed. But um, That's not like uh, that. I know. Uh, I have one other thing I wanted to talk about with college football, unless you guys have other stuff before we move on to the NFL. Yeah. 
I, I made a quick little list of the craziest facts I saw about Iowa's offense. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, we touched on, I think we took the over on the, what was the over under that you took the over on for Iowa? It didn't matter because Michigan. It was over 36 and the final score was 35, 35 to nothing. Yeah. Okay. So that's fact number one. All right. Let me, let me hit you with these guys. I put them in what I think is ascending order here. Number one. Iowa had 234.7 yards per game, which was the worst of any Big Ten team since Kirk Ferentz took over at Iowa in 1999, almost 25 years. So worst <laughs> offense by yards in 25 years. Uh, the, they were shut out consecutively in the bowl game and the Big Ten title game. It was the first time they've been shut out twice in a row since 1966, <laughs> since LBJ was in office. <laughs> In their, this one is crazy. In their last 27 games against Power 5 schools, they've had mul multiple passing touchdowns one time <laughs> oh over a 27-game span. Uh, this one I love. Tight end Eric All, because at least we know Iowa turns out tight ends, right? He yeah. was their le leading receiver on the season. He tore his ACL in Week 7. <laughs> Oh and Jesus. led the team with 299 receiving yards. Okay. How has this guy Do also been mentioned as a possible NFL head coaching candidate? Like every four or five years, it feels like his name. Gets, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I think it's definitely, that's definitely faded over probably the past like few years. But there was a time where I remember when the Chiefs had head coaching vacancies he was a guy whose name was thrown about i think he was uh mentioned at times like in connection to maybe the lions job every time they had an opening um, it would make sense from a defensive point of view because here's the crazy thing they're a ranked team like yeah so this this that blows my mind to complement their defense so there are five uh sorry before this year, there were seven teams ever in the Power Five conferences that were shut out three times in one season. Happened to Rutgers three times, Baylor twice, Duke, and Washington State. The combined record of those seven teams was 13 and 70. <laughs> the best record of any of those teams was Baylor in 2002 going three and nine. Iowa went 10 and four. So in games where they scored a point, they were 10 and 1. That's how good their defense was. If you score one point, well, yeah, I guess like, you have an over 90% chance of winning. You must have some like equally amazing Iowa defense factoids. I get. Uh no. Just that one. <laughs> <laughs> no. I mean, I I've given him a fucking shout out. How much do you want? I don't know who the Sam linebacker is for Iowa. He's going to be a Detroit Lions first-round pick this year, probably. But Oh, yeah. That quarterback who? That, that Tennessee quarterback. I'm going to leave her. Like, he looks really good. Oh, freshman. yeah, who's filled in for Joe Milton. Yeah, huge, huge. It, uh, is Joe Milton going to the league this year? Did he not want to play? I don't know. It was interesting because the starting quarterbacks would have been Joe Milton and Cade McNamara, who were both formerly Michigan guys. Yeah, but McNamara got hurt, and Milton sat the bowl game out. I mean, he's gonna try to go to the. He has a 
huge, strong ass arm, but I don't know. I don't know if get, everything else is that. Jamarcus, Jamarcus Russell style arm. And you could throw 80 yards from his knee. Yeah. That yeah. shit is crazy. Uh, but the kid that, that that filled in for him is like a kid from out here. Uh, oh, is he? From like Norwalk High or something like that. And he, oh, right uh, on. Yeah, he bought he out. A lot, of, a lot of NIL money. Yeah. A ton of NIL money. And he was like one of the better quarterbacks in, in high school football this this last year. Last year. Right. He's and, a freshman, uh, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And both, and, I mean, looks good for Tennessee right now. Yeah. Yeah. He He played well. I don't know what Iowa's defense like. I don't know if they sat all their guys, but we can't we can't not we can't stop talking about uh, we can't stop talking about college football before we talk about Florida State. Oh yeah, wait. Let me do one more. I have one <laughs> oh, more. Yeah, Iowa yeah. My fact. bad. My, my bad, favorite my bad. one. My favorite Iowa fact. So we know their punter Tory Taylor set the all-time punting record with forty-four hundred and seventy-nine yards. Okay, so oh no God. team in history has ever punted for more yards than they have gained in total offense. It's never happened. Iowa did it this year by a margin of 1,232 <laughs> yards. So it's never happened before, and they just did it by over 1,200 yards. <laughs> That's wow. Wait, you, they had 4,300-something yards punting? The, the That's one more than guy Patrick. had, yeah. The one guy had forty four hundred punting yards. That's more than Patrick Mahomes' passing yards this year in a in, in going into Week eighteen. Yeah, that's insane. <laughs> that's like quarterback MVP yardage numbers. <laughs> all right, that was. I just wanted to get all those out, and now we can talk about another embarrassing team, which was Florida State. After all the complaining, which maybe was justified, complaining. That they didn't get to go to the playoffs, and then they got Thank what was God. the final score of that game? 63, sixty-three to three. Sixty-three to three. Ooh. Now, with that being said, I do think out of protest, a lot of their guys sat, which I disagree with. Maybe because yeah. it's like, bro, just play. Like, prove, prove, prove everybody. Yeah, wrong. you gotta because you proved you proved everybody extra right. Yeah. yeah, everybody, all your naysayers, all them damn naysayers out there bumping their loud music, driving down the street. Uh, <laughs> Wearing their pants but, but under the ass. You proved all of them right. Uh, under the ass? <laughs> yeah. All the way under the ass. Don't even got to pull it they down. They have to go to surgery. Yeah. Uh, you proved all them right. And, I mean, come on, man. Like, 63 to 3. That's what should happen, like, when Florida plays, like, Bethune-Cookman in week two. You know what I mean? That's, yeah. Right. Yeah. That shouldn't be a score after Labor Day. <laughs> I, now, I, granted, I did think that Georgia was going to win that game because Georgia was the number one team yeah. all season. Yeah. So, like, it's, it's I, I, I thought they were definitely going to meet a match there. But, like, Washington really proved that those types of schools can pull off. Like, they they almost lost, but they they didn't. They didn't lose. That's that's the main point. And what, I, what you saw from Florida State in that game was atrocious. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I I, really, I think Michigan's favored by like four, four and a half against Washington. But I'll tell you, I'm worried. And A, because I'm a pessimist and I always think bad things are going to happen. But like <laughs> the thing that Michigan has done these last few years is play great defense, run the ball. And like then they run into teams at the end of the year. Before that, it was Ohio State. And then it became like your TCUs, your Georgias, who can air it out. 
and they just can't like when you run into this actual incredible air offense that almost doesn't exist in the Big Ten outside of Ohio State, they can't stop it. And Alabama wasn't that team. Like, luckily enough for us, like Georgia probably would have smoked us. And I think Washington is now our defense is a thousand times better than Texas. But I do still think that, like, if you look at some of the throws Penix made last night, like he's the real deal. I I, I don't know. I could like I could see them scoring a lot against Michigan. And if Michigan has to play from behind and Mac and McCarthy has to throw it, it I don't know. Yeah, I could I could definitely see it. I feel like there's a really good chance that the narrative around Penix could change dramatically with a big game uh on on Monday. He's right now he's sort of like a fringe first round pick. I think he probably elevated himself to a solid late first round guy, but if he plays great and is accurate, he could I can think he could I mean throw himself into the top 10, top 15. He's definitely QB4. Yeah. I don't necessarily think he's like the most similar playing style to CJ Stroud, but the narrative is so similar because it's like what everyone was saying about Stroud last year of like his receivers are so talented. He never has to improvise. His line is so good, but like play big, big get, games and he played big against Georgia last year, which was like a basically an NFL caliber defense Stroud did. So like yeah. if Penix goes out and can do that against Michigan's, pretty goddamn good defense i feel like you can't ignore that it's gonna happen i don't know greg i know he's 24 and he's got two acl tears or whatever but like he can throw the football we can't this guy i feel like that's what people i know stroud still went like what second or whatever but it was like everyone was down on him and it's like he can throw the football man that's the most like at the end of the day that's they keep saying he can't throw i don't know where that's come from because every game i watch he's throwing bombs and who who says he can't? Who says who can't throw? Penix? Yeah, the the, the running back crew, like they oh, they say out of their mind. Yeah, no. they they say that. Now I'm as racist as the day is long, but that's the phrase. They uh yeah I don't, I don't I don't know man I, I want I want him to be a New England Patriot. Penix? Oh, just to see the Patriots fans be. Go crazy? <laughs> I don't know. No, I'm, I don't know where I want him. I want him, to, I want him or Caleb to play, or Joe Milton. Uh, I want one of them to play for the Raiders. Oh. <laughs> Jaden Daniels with the Raiders Jamarcus. would be pretty – Yeah. It could be pretty fun too. Uh, if we're going to talk, if we want to segue into the NFL, we can yeah. talk some draft order. So the Bears have locked up the number one pick via the Carolina Panthers, uh, something Carl and I both – correctly predicted at the beginning of the year. Um, so now the big question is, what do the Bears do? Justin Fields is playing better. Yeah. They're, he made some throws and some escapes that were incredible this week in the snow. Yeah. I think- My thoughts on that is he needs to. they need to keep him and they need to trade that pick for some other players that help them. Where, where, are, their, where are their weaknesses? Receiver. They got Elijah Moore, I guess. Uh, is that their number one guy? They got DJ Moore. Yeah, DJ Moore. DJ Moore, DJ Moore, not yeah. Elijah Moore. My Who's man. been great. Yeah. He's great. They need a number two bad. Darnell Mooney hasn't really panned out. Um, Claypool, Claypool was a big bust for them. <laughs> oh, boy, was that a big bust. Claypool uh, goes, it, it tanks the team wherever he goes, right? Yeah. 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 Well, he's all right Funny as dude. a rookie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then you picked him that next year. I did. I picked him that yeah. next year. 
and he was not good. He's a yes. I've I've had Chase Claypool in a few fantasy leagues. Uh, every year, I get burned by James Mastriani Steelers hype, and <laughs> and Chase Claypool is definitely one of them. Uh, based on his athletic testing, he's basically supposed to be the next Calvin Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> According to James, you know how Calvin Johnson went in the second round. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, it's it's in a lot of quarterback years. Like if this were the Kenny Pickett class, I'd be like, yeah, keep Fields in a heartbeat. But only oh, yeah. the thing that makes it so tough this year is that like Caleb and Drake May are are really fucking good. And honestly, even. I think right now I would take a swing on Jaden Daniels over yeah. Fields just because Jaden Daniels is so so accurate. I mean, uh, I like I like Fields, but like when when the when the Niners moved off of Trey Lance, they got like a second or third round pick back for him, right? I think they got a fourth, a fourth from Dallas. All right, so what you're getting for Fields would have to be significantly better than what they got for Lance. You're easily right? getting, yeah, you're definitely getting at least probably, you probably got a, right now with the way he's playing, you're probably getting a high second round pick at least. Um, or a late first, yeah. Yeah. Um, the only issue is because he's going to be going into like year four, you're going to have to pay him eventually. And I don't think he's done quite enough to make you feel like, yes. Absolutely. Let me give this guy $45 million a year. Um, you kind of would have to play sort of like a Daniel Jones game with him a little bit. So I'm I'm of the opinion, if you've got that first-round pick and you've got somebody like Caleb Williams, I think you got to take Caleb Williams. And then trade fields while his value is incredibly high mm-hmm. and, and keep building there because they're also going to have – they still have Carolina's – or their own first round pick this year, which is looking like it'll be top ten, top twelve. Really? Uh, yeah. Like uh they can they can really change their team in so many different ways. That's why it's so difficult for them because also at the same time, if you wanted to keep Justin Fields, that first round pick this year is so, so valuable. Imagine if your team the the, the year Andrew Luck came out. Um yeah. it, you Washington gave up so much just to get up to number two to get RG three. The, the 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 ransom you could get for that first overall pick right now for to get Caleb Williams, even if you just wanted to, if you move down to three, which could be either New England or Washington, you could probably get an extra two first maybe two first round picks out of it, and so you end up with Justin Fields and Marvin Harrison Jr. and then whoever you take with your 10th pick, either like build up that defensive line or your offensive line, you could set your team up for a long time, but you've got to be certain that yeah. you, you can go, that Justin Fields can at least keep pace with Caleb Williams, you know? Yeah. They don't take, they don't take wide receivers number one overall. Do you think uh, Marvin Harrison could go number one overall? Do you think that any of these teams will draft? Well, do you think that the bears would draft like how I draft the fantasy football team? Always take a number, a wide receiver at number one. Any other year, Marvin Harrison Jr. Year. I think would go would be a, a, the first overall pick. The quarterbacks are too too good this year. Yeah, this is a good, I love a good quarterback draft. It's, it makes it so I much mean, more fun. It's a great offensive draft in general because obviously it's a great quarterback draft. I keep hearing also about how good of a tackle draft it is. You've got Olu Fashanu and from Penn State and Joe Alt from Notre Dame are both then, like uh, top the guy five-ish. we talked about a couple of weeks ago that gets. 
March of the Saints. Who's that guy, Carl? Uh, from Georgia. I don't yeah. know his name. Uh, he's kind of rising up. It's not a great defensive draft class from Mims? what I gather. Yes, Amarius, Amarius Mims. Mims. Yeah. 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 You've got some pretty good cornerbacks, I think. Um, Plus edge the wideouts with Harrison – Wide out with Harrison and all the Washington guys, you know, like as good as the quarterback class is, and it's a really good quarterback class, uh going into the second round, the wide receiver class this year is fucking bananas. Like Marvin yeah. Harrison Jr., Malik Neighbors, Keon Coleman, um Adonai Mitchell with tech from Texas last night, who looked really good. They've Roma, got this Roma Dunze, who is maybe maybe he's wide receiver too. Between him and neighbors, uh, it's such a fucking awesome wide receiver class. Like fun wide receivers too. Um, like the year, the the Drake London, Olave, Garrett Wilson year, that was a really good wide receiver class. But they all had just kind of their niche that they were really really good at. These guys are just playmakers. Uh, yeah, like crazy crazy guys. Uh, all three yeah. of those dudes that you just mentioned leave so much. To be desired. Oh yeah. <laughs> now maybe none of them oh, are yeah. in the in a great situation. Or Drake, yeah, none of them have a great quarterback. Like Derek Carr just ain't got it no more. He ain't got the juice. Uh, Desmond Ritter is kind of making his way up, but it ain't there yet. Yeah, Who you think yeah. is better, Jordan Love or, or Desmond Ritter? Oh, Jordan Love. Yeah. Yeah, oh, Desmond, yeah. Desmond Ritter. Not even close. Yeah, yeah. Desmond Ritter's. Uh, I think he's done in Atlanta. I think is he even still starting? Yeah, they've been kind of oh, no, no, no. Been back between him Tyler and Tyler Henneke. Yeah, yeah. Um, he fields to Atlanta. People talk about a lot, and actually, I really like it. I think that could be really oh, exciting, especially. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> I mean, tight. I would love to find a way for Arthur Smith to ruin Justin Fields too. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I mean, but I think Arthur Smith is done. I think he's out. The problem is, like, if the season ended right now, Atlanta'd be picking like ninth, and to get from nine to like, I mean, we've oh, got a wait, ton of, yeah, never mind. Yeah, we've got a ton Field? of playoff uh, things to go through. So, yeah, they could be either picking ninth, tenth, or in the twenties because they yeah. win the NFC South. <laughs> so, yeah. If you'd like to watch the video recording of this episode and check out some bonus shows with the guys, go to Patreon.com/slash The Flager Ones. Guys, football season is over that means playoffs super bowl parties i don't know about you guys but i ate like a maniac and so i'm needing something healthy i need to eat better thank gosh (laughs) (laughs) thank him i need to eat better thank goodness for factor factors delicious ready to eat meals make eating better every day easy uh, whatever tomorrow, wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian-approved meals delivered right to your door. You'll have over 35 different options a week to choose from, including keto, calorie-smart, vegan, and veggie, and more. And there's even more to enjoy with over 55, 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and have a feel-good week of meals ready to go. And these aren't just uh, these aren't just meal kits that are gonna take you forever. They've got two minute meals, so you can. Fill they don't up. take four hours. They don't take four hours. They're not using up your whole kitchen. They've got two minute meals where you can fuel up fast with factors or restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. 
snacks, smoothies, and more. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. They're not just handling lunch and dinner. They're handling everything in between. So head to factormeals.com slash foosballs50 and use code foosballs50 to get 50% off. That's code foosballs50 at factormeals.com slash foosballs50 to get 50% off. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Should we talk some playoff scenarios, Ryan? Oh, I'd love to. Can we start with the NFC South? Because I got to give a shout out to my Saints who surprised me this weekend and beat them damn Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Handily, which now puts us still in second place for some reason. But is is how does this work? Like, who owns the tiebreaker or whatever? Because we now have the same record. The Bucks own it, but we have it. It goes by strength of schedule, right? It goes uh, division record, and then I believe head to head. But so, and I believe because for yeah, in a division is first, right? No, it's division. To oh. win your division, it's the division record. Whoever has the best record uh, within division matches is the is the champ. And then I believe head to head is the tiebreaker there. And head to head usually comes more into play in seeding for conference. Gotcha. So okay. yeah, in this situation, so it's kind of crazy. Their division every <laughs> the division record actually for the three teams in contention, they're all at three and two. Uh, and then the Bucks have the better conference record, which I think maybe is next in the for divisional standings. So because they're at six and five, but for whatever reason, just messing around with the playoff machine. If the Bucks win, regardless of what happens with Saints Falcons, they are the they're the champion, the NFC uh, South champion, and they've obviously got they the easier. Play? They got the Panthers. So that's uh Damn. that's that's good for them. But hey, you know what? Yeah. I hear those those Panthers, they're they're spitting mad these days. They yeah. they got a lot of fight in them. They're sneaking up. Yep. They're sneaking up. Uh what's it called? They're throwing I, drinks on people. Throwing, yeah, that's yeah, what I mean. They got fined three hundred thousand dollars for that. Uh I personally will pay that fine because I hate fans. Uh <laughs> Oh, I, I've paid deserve. more for a drink in LA. Am I right, you guys? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> oh, What's the deal with these fucking? Everybody's a vegan here. <laughs> oh my god! Don't get me don't started. get me started. Everybody is a vegan, skinny, fucking blonde, huge tits. Oh, I was talking to my dog's therapist. Tiny ass. <laughs> he has a really tiny ass. <laughs> my dog's therapist got a real tiny, tiny ass. ass. Huge tits. Am I right? Always passing me, a screenplay along to me. <laughs> me doing this material in a fucking comedy club in Amarillo, Texas. It's <laughs> fucking like, slay. Why are these jokes not hitting? <laughs> oh no, you're you're bombing. Oh yeah, no, I don't <laughs> think these would hit. Um. So yeah, that's so the the NFC South. There's definitely some intrigue. Like I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility. We've seen so many crazy Week 18 upsets that. 
sure. Why? Why the, the Bucks coming off a really kind of ugly loss? Uh, maybe Baker. You know, he is. He can be a bit all over the place, uh, very unpredictable. Yeah. yeah. Um, so he yeah, almost I got us back this year. They, they. I mean, this this past week, he was he was coming alive at the end of that game. Yeah. But in a I, lot of I, seasons, he'd have a case for comeback player of the year, but not this year. He's not even. I mean, one, you've got the guy who's like, I guess we got to give it to Demar Hamlin, and then Joe Flacco now, and the guy who should get it is probably Joe Flacco. It's like, okay, I guess Demar Hamlin, your heart started beating again. Great, now we got to give yeah. you an award. <laughs> isn't life? Isn't life all the award he needs? Yeah, I think maybe. <laughs> This but we'll, we'll drum up some. Hard. We'll, we'll drum up some some award for the EMTs, okay? Because first of all, Demar Hamlin is a clone. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, he'll tell you. Did you see Aaron Rodgers suggested that Jimmy Kimmel is going to be on the Epstein flight loss? <laughs> <laughs> Does he not like him? Did they not get along? No, I guess Kimmel did a joke about it once, and now he's like, Kimmel's going to be on the flight logs. He's really lost it, man. Oh, I'm guessing, yeah, I'm guessing Rogers has probably had a couple of jokes at his expense for COVID stuff because Kimmel's pretty, yeah, pretty vocal about that stuff. Um, <laughs> Kimmel, Kimmel's going to be on the Epstein flight <laughs> log. <laughs> Uh, anyway, oh, so these man. playoff scenarios, man, it we've got some <laughs> wild ones. Uh, uh, the craziest, obviously, the the big game of the weekend, uh, Sunday night football. I feel like you know every year we get one of these, you know, uh, winning your end or like division championship games. This one feels like the most stakes like that I can remember. This one feels so fun, and especially because. It's a toss-up. Like normally, I, I think I would predict the Dolphins to win, but man, that one, they just got their fucking asses kicked. Um, and they lost probably their second best defensive player to an ACL injury. And in a lot of ways, because they're already down a pass rusher, uh, Bradley Chubb towards ACL. Uh, Weren't they, they down were already like dis- 30 with like three minutes to go when he tore yeah, the ACL? Yeah, yeah. McDaniel's oh. going to catch a shit for that one because, wow. uh, like, you could not, aff- uh, you, you lost Jalen Phillips already for the season. You can't afford to lose your guy who's also been playing really, really well. Uh, yeah. And, and, and the I defense mean, like had a- been playing really well because he had been doing so well. So to lose him now before this game feels like just like the, the, the juju is terrible around the Dolphins. But man, if you've been watching the Bills the past couple of weeks, They've been winning games against some pretty shitty teams, but man, they have looked awful doing it. And <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, and beating New England by three is embarrassing. I think we can all agree on that. For sure, and especially because New England spotted them like a, a ton of points. They had four turnovers, some like pick sixes, and stuff like that. So they... The Patriots did everything they could to give the Bills the game in the first half, and then the second half was the Bills trying to return the favor uh, as best they could. And uh, I don't know. Like, I don't. I think the Dolphins win, and I think that there's a real chance that the Bills don't make the playoffs because of it. Because so the, the scenario is first game of the weekend, Saturday afternoon, to really kick off and potentially just really create a ton of chaos is. 
Greg Steelers at the Ravens, who have nothing to play for. The Ravens presumably have the, no Lamar. Insane if Lamar plays. Absolutely bananas. No reason to play Lamar. If only the only reason you don't you want to play Lamar is because the last time they had the top seed locked up, uh, and they they sat him the last week of the season. He didn't play for two weeks and then came out real real cold, and they uh, they got upset in the first in the divisional round of the playoffs because i believe it, so if if they sit lamar the last game he'll have played was december 31st and then his next game would be either 21st january or 20th or 21st so Ooh. that's a long long time between playing games um is there like scary. no are there no saunas or steam rooms at the facility that could keep him warm Maybe a jacket, a mylar blanket, <laughs> something like that, that could perhaps keep him warm. It, like I feel like when, when we say that, like, oh, hey, man, he came out cold. Like he hadn't played in a couple of weeks. It's like there's a, there's practice. Yeah, like, <laughs> like play, like like run, go every day, run. The Chiefs have nothing to play for this weekend, and there are some people who say like, no, you know what? The Chiefs they need to get some more reps, to get, try to get that offense together. It's like if they got. Two weeks to do that on the practice field. I do not need to see Travis Kelsey out there trying to get yeah. some game reps. I, I think he's got it. He's got to figure it out. Yeah. Um, no, there's no reason you play Lamar this weekend. This is a Tyler Huntley game. No I mean, Lamar. It's... Sit that defense. No Kyle Hamilton. No uh, Matabuke. I mean, Tyler Huntley's no, no. perfectly capable of beating the Steelers. <laughs> I think we saw. Oh, that. I know. <laughs> Yeah, there, there's a lot of uh, if the if the Ravens don't play their starters that the Steelers are going to win. I'm not a thousand percent sold on that, but I do no. think that the the Steelers kind of have something going right now. For the first time all season, their offense is cooking, and I mean for the Ravens having arguably the best regular season they've ever had, uh, it would be a nice little cherry on top to end the Steelers season at home. I, I th- I'm going to go ahead and just, I think the Steelers are going to win. So if the Steelers win and then the Jaguars beat the Titans, which, you know, especially if Trevor Lawrence plays, that feels very, you know, agreeable. And the Dolphins beat the Bills. The Bills are out of the playoffs. So the Bills, they're, they could potentially be going into Sunday Night Football, either playing for the two seed in the, uh, the, the AFC playoffs or gone, going home. Wow. It's nuts. What a swing. Huge swing. Did y'all see that we didn't talk about this? Uh, I just saw this right now. Jets waived Dalvin Cook with one game remaining. Uh, I did just see this before we started. It sounds like they want to give him an opportunity to maybe sign with a team that needs a run a team going into the playoffs that would need a running back. Come on, sign with the Ravens. Oh, I mean, be- he only didn't he only carry the ball like thirty times all year. He's got to have I some saw fresh someone legs. joking that if Dalvin Cook rushes for 1,200 yards this week, he gets a $400,000 bonus in his contract. Because <laughs> remember, he signed that deal that was so incentives-heavy that he never fucking played. Well, I would like to invite Dalvin Cook to join the likes of LaShawn McCoy and Le'Veon Bell and uh, Melvin Gordon mm. uh, joining mm. the Chiefs and Ronald Jones uh, <laughs> joining the Chiefs as mm. sort of uh, cast-off veteran running backs trying to chase a ring with the Chiefs. Oh. When you can follow in the footsteps of Ronald Jones, <laughs> you do it. <laughs> yeah, really diminishing returns each year on those running backs. Yeah. 
They're going to get Bishop Sankey for the playoff <laughs> run. <this year>. <laughs> <laughs> what a pull. What, what a, a great pull. pull. I drafted his ass in fantasy as a rookie. I was like, oh, he's going to break Bishop out. Bishop Sankey. Greg, there is a scenario, because I love playing on this playoff machine. There is a scenario. Where the Steelers win and still miss the playoffs, right? Uh, no, there's a scenario where the Steelers lose and still make and the still playoffs. still make the playoffs? Yep. What's that scenario? So, Tell me more. So it's pretty wild. It's so, okay, the Steelers lose. You need the, I think, Texans, Colts, doesn't matter. You need the Titans to win, and the and it doesn't even matter who wins. Let's see. It does not matter who wins the Dolphins-Bills matchup. You would... the. Weirdly enough, the game that would be the most important to you guys is a seemingly meaningless Broncos-Raiders game. Uh, you would need the Broncos to beat the Raiders. I guess that would somehow change your strength of opponent and wow. give you the leg up on the, I'm assuming, the Jaguars. Wow. Chaos, man. It's chaos. There's a couple. Aren't both South divisions three way ties for first place right now? Yeah, yeah, it, that's crazy. And so yeah, you've there's no. Well, we're not. There's only the Falcons are seven and nine. Nope, the Falcons are in it too. Right. If the but they're not. How tied, are they in it? They're not tied. They're not. They could still win the division, but they're not tied right now. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, right. you're right. They're right. You're right. They're seven and nine. But if they, if the Panthers beat the Bucks and the Falcons. Beat the Saints, then uh, yeah, they would be, they would be the division champions. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. But there's still a wild card spot available in that, right or no? Probably not to an NFC South team. So like the so the Rams have, I believe the sixth seed locked up. That's theirs, and then whoever finishes second in the NFC East has the fifth seed locked up. And so then the seventh seed does get a little weird. There might actually, no, that's not right. Actually, the Saints can get the seventh seed if they beat if if the if the Bucks beat the Panthers and the Saints beat the Falcons, they would need the Bears and Justin Fields to upset the Packers, and then the Saints would get in as the seventh seed. Well, Where's that game going to be? Let's see where that game's going to be. And you'd also need the Cardinals to beat the Seahawks. Easy money. Red hot, (laughs) Kyler Murray. Red hot. Red hot. Justin Fields. Red hot. You could do it. And Green Bay Packers. And that's at Lambeau. It's going to be 28 degrees out there. The Bears are not used to playing in cold weather. We got this, baby. Wait, no. No! (laughs) (laughs) Should we finish up with some some car locks? Let's do it. How do we do this week? I know the college, the college one got blown. It wasn't hot. It wasn't hot this week? I don't think so. Well, I think maybe some NFL, some NFL stuff hit. Yeah. I just got a... Well... Wait, Greg, did you also... <laughs> I just got a text from James saying, you, uh, to both of us, Greg, you guys seeing this Aaron Rodgers, Jimmy Kimmel stuff? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> let's catch <Q>. <laughs> uh, Let's see. Patriots plus 12 hit. Bears minus 3 hit. Rams minus six did not hit. Packers plus two hit. And Ravens minus three and a half hit. So you actually went four out of five. Yeah, those were good. On the car locks. That's pretty good. It's just that the car light didn't hit. And what did the, what was the Chargers Broncos score? Uh, bullshit to bullshit. I think. You have the, 
You had the under 38 and a half. I don't remember what the score was. That is a good question, man. That was a Chargers. What a forgettable 16 to 9. Yeah, truly. It's like a a game lost to time. So So that hit. So that hit. So actually, other than the New Year's Carlet, you only missed one pick, the Rams, and they won. They just didn't didn't cover the spread. So pretty good week, actually. I take it back. See? Look at y'all. Look (laughs) at y'all. Ready to quick to tell me I did something bad. You're worse than these fans. No, uh, no. By the way, you did once again win by picking against the Vikings. So whoever that was yeah. that messaged you a couple of weeks ago. Uh, you're getting dog. rich off the Vikings opponents. All right. What do we got? So we should probably pick those Saturday games. You want to do a special yeah. Saturday two-leg Carlay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do that. We'll go. Uh, I think Tyler Huntley's going going to surprise y'all. Do you uh, want the points? They get three are, and a half points. You want to take them? Yeah, Steelers yeah, are favorite right. three and a half. I'm going Ravens, Ravens plus three and a half. Uh, and then Texans Colts winner gets into the playoffs. Ooh, that's tough. Stroud that's is playing. Tough. Stroud is back. Houston's Colts favored minus one and a half. Yeah, Colts been playing pretty good. I'm gonna go with the favorite, but I'm not gonna. I'm gonna go Texans money line. Ooh. All right, that's fun in a parlay. That's okay for the parlay. Yeah. Uh, all right, so that's Baltimore plus three and a half and Houston money line. Now let's get some yeah. locks from Sunday. All right, uh, because, because we are playing – because I, I picked the Steelers, I won't pick against my guys. Uh, I'm going to pick – I need this. This is for my birthday. My birthday is is is, is this weekend. Uh, Happy early birthday. Thank you. I need the Saints to do it, man. Come on. The Falcons already Falcons already beat us. Falcons already beat us this year. We usually split with the Falcons, so I think this is our turn. I'm going to take the Saints minus three. Great. Uh, but hold on. So you're picking the Saints because it's your birthday, but you're picking against the Steelers on Saturday, which is actually a day that's really special to me, too. Um, <laughs> what day is Saturday? What day? What's, you, what's the well, day you know what? It's January 6th. <laughs> January sixth. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Because you said that, I'm not going to pick the Saints. I'm going to stay away from that game. I'm not going to okay. bet on it. <laughs> Wait, actually, actually, hold on. There, there might be something to this because you're picking against Mason Rudolph on January sixth. <laughs> oh, oh shit! He's about to go off. Change that. Change that. Steelers. Steelers. Uh, Steelers, Steelers minus forty. <laughs> I mean, Rudolph. Rudolph had his Christmas game already, and now he could have his MAGA game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We going Steelers. We taking the Steelers minus three and a half on that one. I forgot that was January six, and Mason Rudolph is playing, and they're not playing against the Browns, so they don't have uh, Miles Garrett to do the Lord's work. No, no. All right, I'm changing this to Pitt. Pit minus three and yeah. <laughs> Houston money line. Yeah. Uh, and then right. uh, let's go Browns Bengals. Uh, this is gonna be interesting. Is Cincinnati minus six? Are the Browns sitting their players? Yeah, they're they're locked into the five seed, so they got really really nothing to play for. So I'm guessing they'll be. All right. Yeah, Jake Brown has been going on. Let's let's go Bengals minus six. I think that can that can happen. Um, Vikings Lions. I think the Detroit's Vikings got 
Go ahead. I think the Vikings have an outside shot, possibly at the uh, at the playoffs. So they need that, and then the Lions are playing, still fighting for that the two seed, which we didn't even get into that whole officiating. Oh thing. my god! We didn't oh, even talk about even... that. We got to talk about it. We're gonna have to go. Like we got to talk well, about it. It's gonna be because, a long episode. <laughs> yeah. So they called illegal touching. On the Detroit Lions, Detroit Lions hit a two-point conversion. They scored late. It was 19-20 to 20 was the score, I feel like. They yep. called illegal touching on one of the – they didn't mark one of the one of the linemen who lined up as an eligible receiver. They didn't mark him eligible. Right. There's some confusion. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They So the refs okay. s- screwed them, of course. And, of course, it happens at Jerry World because that's, that's what goes down in Dallas. Can I just say, I feel like the whole idea of reporting eligible is fucking stupid. I think based on whether you line up, you should either be eligible or not. Like, if you're within one dude of the center, you're not eligible. But if you like, but if you're the third guy over from the center, you're just el- it's, it's such a weird. Is there anything like that in any other sports where you have to report? Like, it's really stupid. It is pretty Who made weird. the mistake? The refs got the refs got demoted. They're not. They're, they can't ref the playoffs now. But so they're really, refing the, the Steelers Ravens yeah. game on Saturday. Yeah. Huge playoff well, implications. Well, yeah, they they, they got to do. They have to do. Uh, they have to do January yeah. six game. Yeah, uh, <laughs> they're refs. It's a national. It's their <laughs> holiday. Yeah. So yeah, there was it was a whole weird thing where. The idea was, I think, to use the home crowd against the Cowboys. By you know, big two point conversion to essentially win the game, the crowd's going to be going nuts. The idea was, and it kind of worked against them. So they sent three offensive linemen to the refs. Only one of them would declare eligible, and they did that. The ref on the you know they say uh, number fifty four has uh, declared themselves eligible. They did that. They. They said the wrong number. It wasn't the guy that uh, that came in to declare. So they said number 70, and I think it was like 58 or 68 yeah, was 68. the guy that was yeah. – 68 was the idea of who they wanted to uh, declare. So the the refs announced it wrong over the PA. So that one's kind of on Dan Campbell where you got to catch that you know, before the, the play gets snapped. But I think the idea was is that they didn't want the defense, the players, to really hear who it was because typically, I guess, when they send a guy in to um, uh, uh, declare eligible, their offensive, usually when they've done that in the past, it's been number 70. And so the uh, the refs call 70 as eligible. It sounds like everybody missed it over kind of like the din, the noise, all the, the chaos going on. And so... It got fucked up. They they called a penalty, and clearly, just the referee wasn't paying attention, which is Ooh. super fucked up and shitty. And there's got to be a way to. There's also to all these stories that. about how apparently Dan Campbell like told him before the game, like showed them a drawing of the play. Right? Didn't that? Yeah, come he out? said that was like this is we're what we're planning to do. do. This, which apparently is very common when you're doing you when you're planning yeah. on doing something a little crazy, you go to the rest and say, "Hey, I just want to give you guys a heads up. We're going to be doing this. Is this going to be kosher?" And usually they get the okay, but uh, also apparently Roger Goodell can change the outcome of a game. I don't think he will because it's Jerry Jones and because of the Cowboys. But apparently he has the the power to change a game. That might be fake. 
But I did see that pop up on number one news source, uh, Instagram. Uh, it was on Dan Bilzerian. Al Jazeera Instagram. I said Dan Bilzerian. It was on the news source Dan Bilzerian. Uh, yeah. They have some interesting takes on what's going on in the Middle East right now. Does it feel like because the refs have been such a point of interest in this season, it feels like we're building up to something really bad, right? Like a huge With a gambling fuck scandal. Up. Yeah. Oh, not even that. Just like it oh. feels like they're going to fuck up the Super Bowl or the conference championship. Just some, we haven't gotten to the, yeah, we haven't not gotten to the, the worst of it yet. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there will, they are going to fuck up a playoff game. You can guarantee that every year. Yeah. Uh, I hope it's not one of the last couple. No. I think it's pretty clear that gambling now being legal in so many states and being advertised on ESPN and all that type of stuff, I think it is playing a part in what's going on. So you I think? have a quick I, I was thinking about this today during my long drive. I've here are my thoughts. <laughs> and it, we'll on, get back to our picks in a minute. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Real quick, here's how I think you need to change to fix officiating in the NFL. Because you need to have some sort of gray area there. Like because you need the refs need to be able to let them play. You know, you can't just be calling everything because there's penalties on every single play. So first yeah. thing I think they need to do is they need to take from the XFL uh, on replay challenges. I think the home audience needs to hear the thought process of the referee, uh, which is something they did in the XFL. So like the referee would be reviewing the play and being like, okay, look, it seems like they don't have quite control there as they, as the second foot gets in. Uh, so I'm going to call that an incomplete pass. And then they go and announce it to the crowd. I think just more transparency would go a long way in making the viewer at home feel better about what's going on on the field. And then finally, just get another referee wearing the uniform like up in a booth and have them watch the game. And if my thought is, is during the entire game, they are able to jump in on any sort of penalty that results in a, a 15 yards or more. So personal fouls and pass interference. pass interference. If they see something that's like super either egregiously missed or like that's not a foul, they can jump in. And then in the last two minutes of the game and overtime, they're able to jump in on more stuff just so that anything that feels like a major momentum shift or game turning play and, and is clearly wrong, they can jump in there. Just something that doesn't break up the flow of the game too much, but also just like makes us feel better and just eliminate major fuck ups at the very end of the game. Right. Like yeah. it doesn't feel like it's that hard. Uh, I think something similar is coming. I also think robots. Just fucking Maybe get the is, robots. No, 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 because you want the human feel, right? So my pitch is simply that to avoid conflicts of interest, that the refs be sequestered like jury members so that they don't know what the spread is. They don't know what the storylines are. They don't know who these people are. They've been raised in captivity. <laughs> so <laughs> we're going to need to start raising a crop of refs now for like the 2042 season. <laughs> I can't wait for all the protests that break out. Free the refs. The- no, no, no. They're not real people, okay? It's fine. They're precogs. Yeah. <laughs> they, they sleep in baths. That's and you do not call them blue. That is a major slur to them, and they will freak out. Don't call them a zebra either. I mean, blue for the baseball ones, but don't call the football ones a zebra, man. They will flip out. Anyway, that's my fix. That's my fix for officiating. 
I agree with NFL, that. NFL, just do it. Just do it. Let's get back to these picks. I think the Lions are mad. I want justice for them. Uh, so I'm going to go and pick the Lions minus three. That's uh, against Minnesota, right? Yeah. Yeah. Jags, Titans. This is a tough one. And it's the a Jags big one. Have been, the Jags have been sliding, slip sliding away. Uh, this is in Nashville. Who's playing quarterback for the Titans this game? Is it Will Levis? I think so. Honestly, I, I'm not quite positive who's playing quarterback for either team. I'm a, I would assume Lawrence is going to try to tough it out, but I, I don't know. Yeah. This might be a, one to stay away from, honestly. Yeah, I'm going to stay away from now. I don't know what's going on. Jets, Patriots. Uh, let's I go got to take under. on this one. Go ahead. Okay, I'm going to give. A, I want to give them. I've been. I circled this one a few weeks ago. This is a, a Maharan T. The Patriots. Bill Belichick's like, likely last game in New England. Playing the Jets, whom he hates the most, and if the Patriots win, and the and, and Washington loses to the Cowboys, it would deny uh, New England the second overall pick and the chance to draft a potential superstar quarterback. And I feel like that's the way Bill Belichick wants to go out: is giving a middle finger to the team that's employed him for the past twenty five years and allowed him to create so many magical memories. So uh, I'm going to pick uh, New England minus two. And a, minus two. And that's a Meharan T. All right, I'll put that two. in a separate separate category of the Meharan T. <laughs> uh, Bucks, Panthers. Man, let's go Panthers with the upset. Plus five. Oh, yeah. I want it to happen. Panthers I do, too. Been- <laughs> I want chaos. I want chaos. Uh- <laughs> All right, two more, two more. Uh, Let's go Bears. Wait, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Never mind. Never mind. Bears Packers. Bears Packers. Bears Packers. At Lambeau Field, 28 degrees. This this is what is this? What are the stakes on this? This is a playoff stakes for. uh, I believe if the Packers get win, they're in. And if they lose, it opens up uh, other teams like the Saints, potentially, or the Seahawks. And I think even the Vikings to get in. Let's go Bears plus three. It's kind of interesting because, like, normally be the Bears, but like they've already got the number one pick, so they don't need to tank theirs. Wouldn't you rather get like a big win here? Yeah, and yeah. potentially drive up uh, Justin Fields' trade value even more. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. All right, and then you got to do Buffalo Miami last game. Miami huge three point underdogs at home. Hey, I mean after that last game, that's crazy. But uh, yeah, let's go. Let's go with the chalk. Let's go. Let's go. Buff minus three. All right. All right, so those car locks are Cincinnati, Cleveland, Cincinnati minus six, Detroit minus three, Carolina plus five, Chicago plus three, Buffalo minus three, and the Meharan T is Pats minus two. Yeah. All right, boys. What a, that was a big. I mean, these are going to be some big episodes this time of year. There's a lot going down. So much going, going on. Down. Such a fun time of year. When we see you again, we'll know. Who won the college title and who, what the playoff field is? Yeah, yeah, we'll know our final fourteen. Let's go! Man. It's time. It's time. We'll see you next week right here on Foosballs. Bye, y'all. That was a headgum podcast.